So we were going to call this podcast Relentless. And if you think that's a comment about how we feel about Amazon, hold up. Check out Relentless.com. Okay, I'm actually going to do this. Relentless.com. Go. What do you see? (laughs) I see Amazon's homepage. So here's why. Back in the early 90s, before Amazon was called Amazon, Relentless was one of the names that they considered. Not many people liked this name. (laughs) I wonder why. But Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, really liked it. He liked it so much, he never let it go. And that says something about the kind of company that Amazon was always going to be. Non-stop, always innovating, doesn't quit. Relentless. I'm Carolyn Adolph. I'm Joshua McNichols. This is Primed. What happens when Amazon comes to your town? We're reporters at KUOW in Seattle. We've been covering the crazy growth Seattle has had over the last five years. Amazon has been at the center of it. It's booming. Um, I'm doing pretty well here. Everything is new and upcoming. It's, you know, like you get a new toy, it's exciting. (laughs) We wanted to preserve it, but the uh, developers out-bulldozed everybody that was involved. Amazon grew up here in Seattle. Today, it's one of the biggest tech companies on the planet. Now, Amazon wants to grow a second headquarters somewhere else. It's surprised cities across America are salivating over. This is a game changer. It would be transformative. The stakes are huge. $5 billion in economic benefits, 50,000 jobs that pay on average 100 grand. Cities are bidding to become the next Seattle. It's kind of like bidding to host the next Olympics. Where there's a lot of high fives and intoxication around winning, and then perhaps over the long term, a lot of economists may be saying this wasn't a great deal for the host city. This podcast is going to explore all the ways a huge tech employer like Amazon impacts a city. The traffic, the subtle changes in culture. Someone likened it to an explosion of money. There's both prosperity and displacement. But before we get to that, we want to explore something that even we have trouble getting our heads around sometimes. How big is this company? And why is Amazon, with this stratospheric growth, different from other big companies? Okay, so Amazon is obsessed with size, right? Mm -hmm. They named themselves after the Amazon River, the biggest river in the world. Then they named their digital assistant Alexa after the world's largest library. The Library of Alexandria, which burned down, by the way. But back to this prize. How big is it? How big is big? Well, you know the new World Trade Center building? Yeah. Well, you could fit three of those in Amazon's new headquarters. But it's not just the size, it's also money. In this new city, it's going to spend $5 billion on buildings and $25 billion on employees. Billions upon billions. Hey, you got it! You got the last golden ticket! But it's not just about the space or the money, it's also about the jobs, right? They're talking about bringing 50,000 jobs to this new city. And that's just the start. Look what happened here in the Seattle area. For every one job at Amazon right now, another seven popped up. That's how big a boom we got. Anyway, the opportunity's huge. So you've heard the hype about the big contest and how big this company is. We can tell you what something that big looks like in Seattle and what it's done here. Our headquarters here is exactly the same size as the one Amazon will put somewhere else. Amazon occupies 8.1 million square feet of office space in Seattle. That is twice the size of Disneyland. 
and the Seattle Times points out its footprint is more than twice as large as any other companies in any other city. There's actually a place where you can see Amazon's footprint on Seattle. See you in Seattle at the The top of the Space Needle. Hi, two for the Space Needle, please. When it was built for the 1962 (laughs) World's Fair, this is how people thought of the future. And here we are. Ah, It's cold out here. (laughs) And of course, yeah, of course it's raining. There's cranes everywhere. Yeah, I'm just going to count all the cranes I can see from here. One, two, three, six, six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fifteen. Below us is this glittering new neighborhood full of new buildings. Thirty-three of those buildings belong to Amazon. And where there aren't new buildings, there are half-built buildings, or there are holes in the ground with cranes hovering over them, waiting for new buildings. They've dug up so much ground in this area, Joshua, that they found a mammoth tusk. (laughs) No way. (laughs) True. You know Amazon as a consumer. But now another city will get to know the company the way we know it, as a neighbor. We want to hear your questions and your stories, your fears and hopes for this company. What do you want to know about how it's affected Seattle? Or maybe you live here and you have a story to share. We're planning to answer those questions through a new Facebook community. We'd love to see you there. Just go to Facebook and search for Primed. Amazon's growth here in Seattle has done more than just change the look of the city. It's changed people's lives. People used to move to Seattle because it was an affordable corner of the country. Here's how it is now. The median house costs nearly three quarters of a million dollars, and a two-bedroom apartment is easily over $2,000 a month. Here's one reason why the cost of housing is so high. We can't build it fast enough. 57 people move here every day, and we're only building 18 new places to live every day. The cost of housing has pushed a lot of people out of Seattle, even as new people come in. It's also contributing to the city's homelessness problem. We had homelessness before, but now Seattle has the third largest homeless population in the U.S. You can hear people's frustration with how big Amazon has gotten here and how fast. At the farmer's market right by Amazon, people had a lot of complaints. Traffic, street, traffic, 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 traffic. Did they hear that? Traffic. The people that get hired to come here, I think they make a lot more money. And the rest of the people that have to commute in to work here aren't making enough. Seattle used to be full of fishermen and Boeing engineers and Microsoft employees. They're still here, but it's Amazon workers who now dominate the city. In Amazon's neighborhood, the shiny new center of Seattle, you can see how the city caters to them. You see the signs of the tech wealth. There's a Tesla dealership and six kinds of oysters at the corner grocery. And doggy daycares where pets can get blueberry facials. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of high-end restaurants and bars. Feeding a lot of Amazon workers. A lot of Amazon's workers are 30-something males, by the way. The newest and shiniest landmark here in the heart of Amazonia is the Employee Lounge. It's still under construction, but it's not like any lounge you have ever seen before. There it is. There it is. The domes. The yes, spheres. The spheres. Oh my gosh, you can see the palm trees. 
Amazon's lounge is a greenhouse inside three giant glass domes linked together. Jeff Bezos wanted them to be iconic like the Space Needle. Some people call them Jeff's balls. (laughs) Oh, look, look, there's a plant coming in. Workers are wheeling a tropical plant into one of the spheres. (laughs) And the workers are giving us weird looks. And it's going to be taken into this private world, like this world for Amazon workers. That's right. It's kind of like the Palace of Versailles before the French Revolution. King Louis XIV had these greenhouses full of orange trees so the French nobility could eat oranges. They were a luxury back then. Well, thank you very much, Professor. (laughs) Here I was just thinking about how cold and damp it is in Seattle all winter and how much I would love to just be able to go someplace warm every day. Yeah. So we've been talking about how Amazon has changed Seattle and about this contest and how big it is. How basically cities all over the country want to win this thing. Well, that's what the cities want to get out of it. What does Amazon want to get out of it? Well, we put in a call to Jeff Bezos to see if he could tell us. We haven't heard from him yet. (laughs) He's a busy guy. Yeah. So we talked to Scott Galloway instead. He's an NYU professor and an author of a new book called The Four, about the four major tech giants, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and Google. He's not surprised at all that cities want Amazon to come to them. First of all, Amazon's doing really cool stuff. To give you a sense of the scope of it, they're now Amazon is now leasing 757s and buying tractor trailers and has filed patents for warehouses in the sky and smaller drones that can reassemble as larger drones and deliver larger packages. And that's why so many cities want to play with them. They want to be part of the tech economy. And this says to the rest of the world that our city gets it. Our city is part of the innovation class, and our city is now a super city and playing with the big boys. This is, this is the best municipal prize offered in a long, long time. So there's a huge opportunity here for some city. Even with all the complications that you and I know about, it's still a huge prize, especially for Cinderella cities like Detroit that could really use a fairy godmother about now. But let's take a step back from this for a minute. I can tell you right now who is going to win this contest. Right now? Right now. Who? Amazon. And it's just not me who says so. Here's Scott Galloway. Well, what this competition about is about is uh, continued optimization of traditional media to basically dominate their airwaves and their pages with all about Amazon, mostly about how amazing they are. That, I mean, this is what we're talking about now. We're talking about Amazon in the context of literally Olympic-like <laughs> Uh, awards to cities. So one, they could have done this quietly and just announced it, but they don't. They create a media frenzy, uh, and they're probably going to get tremendous uh, irrational offers, and they can take the best offer and then take it to the city that I believe they've already decided they want to be in and say, this is yours to lose, just match these terms. So he's saying the point of Amazon's competition is to play cities off of each other? Well, cities and states are basically telling Amazon how much in tax incentives they're willing to give up. And maybe they're telling them about special deals they could get on big pieces of property. And we recently got some insight into this. We had a senior Amazon executive say the Seattle region had no chance of winning HQ2. And after we reported that, Amazon emailed us to say, hey, we'll still consider all offers. And that tells us that Amazon wants to see all the offers there can be so they can use the information they receive somehow. It's like a big poker game, except cities have just shown their hands to Amazon. 
So what did we learn from all this? Amazon knows what it wants. And for the cities that want to be HQ2, the stakes are all about whether they'll win this thing or not. They're going big in their offers in the hopes that they'll win. But for Amazon, it's different. Amazon wants to know all it can about every city that even considers itself eligible. It's information that they'll be able to use to fuel their ambitions. That's right. There is a master plan, but it's Amazon's. Whatever city does win this thing, they need to keep that in mind. You are being primed. From KUOW in Seattle, this is Primed. Seattle's experience with Amazon offers us all some clues as to Amazon's plan for our future. So we'll be following this search, we'll be collecting your questions, and we'll be coming back to answer them and update you on what's new. We'll be talking about the livability problems that can happen when you're drinking from the fire hose of prosperity. We'll talk about how all of this has affected the day-to-day lives of people who live in Seattle. And we'll meet people who've been affected in surprising ways. And we want to hear from you. What are your questions about how Amazon could change your city? Talk to us on Facebook. Just search for Primed. Primed is a production of KUOW. Hosted by... Me, Joshua McNichols. And me, Carolyn Adolph. Prime is produced by Posey Gruner and edited by Carol Smith. Our managing producer is Brendan Sweeney. Special thanks to... A cast of thousands. We benefited immensely from stellar reporting by the Seattle Times and the Puget Sound Business Journal and by our friends at CityLab on this topic. Our theme is Ripples on an Evaporated Lake by Raymond Scott, the early synth pioneer. You also heard Heartline by Pesner, a Seattle artist. We heart you, Pesner. You can find links to their work on our website. Search for KUOW Primed. See you in Seattle at the Big World's Fair.